Welcome to our Ancient Future story, Navigating Scripture Through the Eyes of Family, where I share with you biblical stories like a family member would share a story around a dinner table. As children of God, we are a part of God's family, and His family story has a lot of history. Each week, we will take one story and talk about it, the cultural, historical, geographical, and sociological impacts. We will be looking at these stories from the perspective of our ancestors through the lens of ancient times in hopes of learning more about our family. This is our Ancient Future Story. Welcome back to our Ancient Future Story. I'm Vic. This week's episode is going to be a little bit different in that we are not telling one story, but many. We will break it down into smaller pieces, so there will be more episodes over the next couple of days. But we finished Ruth last time, but there were still some things I wanted to revisit. I'm titling these episodes, So What? Because I have five So What? questions for us to dive into together. For each of these, my goal is to answer the question, why should you and I care? And why does it matter to us? So what any of this happened? So today we are going to take the first so what question and dive into it together. So grab your cup of coffee or something to drink and let's dive into so what. My first so what question is, so what Ruth was a Moabite? Ruth's history in Moab is something that has been lost in our modern day Bible, but there are records of her and her life in Moab in the Midrash, the ancient Jewish commentary, along with numerous rabbi writings. As the story goes in these texts, Ruth and Orpah were sisters, daughters of King Eglon of Moab. Okay, pause. There are so many questions and thoughts just in that one sentence. Wait, so Ruth and Orpah were sisters? Yep, but not just sisters. They were royalty? That means they grew up in a palace. So how in the world did Malon and Chilion get to marry them? And that is a great question. But to get there, we have to go back to their father, King Eglon. Historical fun fact. King Eglon was the son of King Balak. Now, King Balak plays a very interesting role in our story, because he was the king who charged Balaam to curse Israel in Numbers 22-24. through 24. However, Balaam could not curse Israel. He only blessed them, including giving the star prophecy in Numbers 24-17. This star prophecy prophesizes the coming Messiah and how the stars would point directly to his birthplace. So King Eglon ruled in Moab during the time of the Judges, in Judges 3, we get the story of Judge Ehad killing King Eglon and taking over the region of Moab. So what happened to his family when Judge Ehad took over? Well, they likely ran for their lives. We don't know how much time passed between the defeat of King Eglon and Elimelech and Naomi's move to Moab. But while they were there, Elimelech died, and Naomi was left with just her two sons. Now at this point, they were likely looking for a wife, so that they could support themselves and Naomi. Now whether or not Naomi knew that the girls were royalty or not is unknown, but nevertheless the boys married them. However, they also died. Again, we are not told how long they were married, but the three women were left widowed. 
Because Naomi urges the women to return to their mother's house, that is a plural mothers, not a possessive one, which indicates that they had different mothers, but Naomi urges them to return so that they could remarry other young men, because she was too old to produce another son for them. So this suggests they probably weren't married that long before Melon and Chilion died. Which leads us to why did they die so quickly? This is highly debated, but one argument is this idea of the curse of the Moabites. Most scholars use the verses in Deuteronomy 7, 1-4 and Deuteronomy 23, 2-4 to explain this curse. Though Moabites are not explicitly mentioned in Deuteronomy 7, it is believed that the command in Deuteronomy 23 makes it clear, anyone who marries a Moabite will die. Some scholars have used this argument for the reasons Melon and Chilion died so early. The same commentary, the Midrash, suggests that Boaz also died, either the night of his union with Ruth or the day after, and scholars believe it to be the punishment for marrying a Moabite. However, other scholars have argued that it's simply coincidental that Boaz died that night, because Boaz was nearly 80 years old. And Ruth was considered a true Jew after pledging her allegiance to Naomi and Yahweh, making her no longer a Moabite. Which one is correct? We really aren't sure. But this debate does add another layer to our understanding of how the culture of Israel would have looked at Ruth. So let's look back at our original question. So what Ruth was a Moabite? Ruth was a royal Moabite who chose to surrender her past life for a life of a widow in Israel. She gave up everything to follow Yahweh, and was included in the very same star prophecy that her grandfather urged Balaam to give. Ruth is included in the family of God, in the lineage of Jesus. But Boaz took on the real risk. If the curse of the Moabites was a real thing, Boaz knew that by marrying Ruth, he would die, and yet he willingly redeemed her anyway. This curse could be the reason the closer relative chose the generational shame over redemption. This book of Ruth for an ancient reader is important because it's how we get to King David. But as a follower of Jesus, we see the parallels to Jesus. If Boaz knew he was going to die by redeeming Ruth and chose to do it anyway, the parallel is perfect for God. Jesus knew that it would require death for us to be redeemed out of our curse and into the family of God. So yes, Jesus is our Redeemer. He took on all the risk, including death, to redeem us into his family. And now we get to be a part of the genealogy of God. And that is, so what, Ruth was a Moabite? I hope we were able to illuminate some more culture for you around the life of Ruth and what she really gave up to move to Bethlehem with Naomi. Join us next time as we dive into our second So What. See you then. Thank you for listening to today's episode of our Ancient Future Story. I hope that you really enjoyed it. This episode was written and produced by Vic Carmen. Music is Embarking on an Adventure by Evan McDonald. Please support the show by subscribing and rating us. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Our Ancient Future Story. See you next time. Bye!